Welcome to Networks for Training and Development's Employment for All podcast. I am your host, Joe Murphy. This podcast is dedicated to real work and real pay for all citizens. Today is April 29th, 2020. Today's virtual employment forum is in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us um, this Wednesday for our uh, virtual employment forum meeting. We appreciate you taking the time and hopefully you will, as you have previously, get something out of this meeting that you can utilize. We are we're here and we're pretty much sharing positive information um, on how we are still functioning in the midst of this um, COVID-19 epidemic and we are um, today getting insight um, on just on how to be proactive during the month of May. So I'm going to turn it over to Teresa Cody from Networks from Training and she'll take it from here. Hi everyone, this is Teresa. Thank you for joining us today. This webinar is being closed captioned and this is also being recorded. As shared, my name is Teresa Cody with Networks for Training and Development. We are happy to host these virtual forums with support from IDS in efforts to support employment services, individuals, staff, providers, especially amidst COVID-19. Let's take a moment to center ourselves. Take a moment right now to remember your breath. Take a moment to breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth. As a reminder, we wanted to share again, www.phillaonthejob.org. We continue to share updates and provide information on this website. When you click Agency Partners at the top, there is a newer section labeled Virtual Employment Supports. It is in this section that we are organizing a variety of resources based on quick guides created, websites, and apps. If you find any resources to add, please let us know by either using the contact form on the website or by emailing talentphl at fillitonthejob.com. Org, which can also be found on the website. Today, we wanted to focus on how we can enter a new month in a way that can empower each of you who work in the field. We thought this would be a good time to gather thoughts and share ideas so we can be proactive. In previous months, we found ourselves feeling stuck because we weren't quite sure what our funders would allow and what we could do. Now that we've received more guidance, we can seek a way to empower ourselves, empower our staff, and those we support. Today's topic is proactive measures for May in hashtag MaskUpPA. We will start today by welcoming Lisa from Mainstay Services in Western Pennsylvania, 
Courtney from Penmar in central Pennsylvania, as well as Tara and Julia from Jevs in the Philadelphia region. Feel free to type into the chat comments or questions if you're joining via the Zoom app or internet browser. For those on the phone, you will be able to press star nine to raise your hand once Lisa, Courtney, Tara, Julia enter into the question portion. We are grateful to have representation from across the state start out in sharing how they are seeking to be proactive. Lisa, Courtney, Tara, and Julia, thank you for being here today. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Lisa to start. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Lisa Svidrin. I am from the western side, Pittsburgh area, where we're enjoying a beautiful day out here. I am a Associate Director of Employment Services for Mainstay Life Services. I'm very fortunate to have been in this field for 22 years now, not showing my age or anything, but I was tasked with mainstay of growing a brand new employment services department from July during this time of order of closure and now COVID. So it's been a lot of fun for me. And Teresa, was there a question you wanted me to answer or what would you like me to start with? If you would like to just start out with sharing how you and, and the team are seeking to be proactive. Sure, so right now, um, COVID hasn't truly affected my team a lot. Um, we just switched everything into virtual format. I designed an entire curriculum for those that are interested in working on customer servicing skills so that everybody was getting the same curriculum. I also designed one on interviewing skills so that all of our participants were getting the same curriculum that um, was for job techniques and interviewing. We have just switched into remote gear. We do have people working. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoy it. I get to go out and get out of my home office. Those that are working, we continue to support them in every way, learning how to utilize their PPE. Um, another thing that we're working off the clock on is how to communicate through a mask because a lot of the participants don't realize it's a different, a different communication technique. So we do that off the clock, as long as we are working with them on the job too, on how to do that. Um, during that time, you know, we have adjusted to wearing our own personal PPE, PPE gear. We have a bag we carry with us that has more extensive stuff in it. It's a fanny pack. I don't know if y'all still have fanny packs around but ours contains gloves and antibacterial lotions. It does have a bar of soap in there, just in case you need it. Um, and then we have multiple masks with multiple bags because every job we go to, we do change our masks. We never wear the same mask to each and every job. So that's what we're doing right now in a proactive manner. Um, I am very much a builder. I like to look ahead, so I've actually started what we call the Employment Club, which is a virtual club every Friday. You don't have to have a contract or a funding source to join in, but we go over basic skills needed to gather a job. And so that takes place every Friday virtually. My goal with that is those people who maybe weren't pursuing a job earlier 
now they want to after COVID, they want to get a job. It sounds pretty cool. So now I'm starting to grow. So that's exactly what we're doing right now, Teresa. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. So we're going to continue on. Again, if any questions or comments arise, please use the chat box. So next up, we have Courtney with Penmar out of Central Pennsylvania. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you all. Um, hopefully everybody's healthy and, and staying safe. Um, so I want to just share a little bit about myself. My name is Courtney Harless. I'm with Penmar Human Services. We, we support those um, in your county as well as Adams County through OVR um, and waiver funding. And my title is Employment Support Manager. And what I do is I oversee um, our daily operations of the department. I have eight people in our department, including drivers, job developers, um, support coordinators that do the discovery process as well as job, job coaching. Currently right now, um, everybody except for myself are furloughed due to COVID-19, um, which has also put a strain on the supports that we've been giving. Uh, there's over 80 people in our department, or in our program, I should say. and only eight of them are currently working. So that's a lot of people that, you know, COVID has, has affected um, their daily employment um, schedules and whatnot. I have assisted up to 13 of those individuals with the unemployment process virtually. I do have what's called Microsoft Teams, for those of you who have Windows um, and Microsoft, and that is, we're able to have, it's kind of like a Zoom, um, we're able to have face-to-face video um, conversations, we can share those screens. Um, and that's how I've been supporting those um, remotely with that employment process. We've been doing initial claims. We then go in and do the bi-weekly claims, um, kind of helping with financing, just supporting, staying in contact with those employers. Um, to see, you know, what, what restrictions and changes have happened on the employer side of things and just trying to keep things up to date um, and on top of things as much as possible. I am still transporting somebody, so we all are still providing that transportation service to and from their employment. And yeah, just trying to, we've, we had, I think it was about four people that were supposed to be starting new jobs, but since COVID-19 and the restrictions, whether they're in their, their facility, living facility, um, or on the employer side of things, that has been halted. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to everything, trying to get back and operating as, as close to normal as possible. Um, I'm not sure if we'll ever get back to that what we thought was normal um, before COVID-19, but you know, we're, we're gonna try and stay busy and hopefully bring back the team to help support all of those. This is Teresa, thank you, Courtney. I think it's really important that, you know, and we appreciate you sharing that scope and insight as to where your agency's at. And, you know, we hope certainly that those whose jobs are on hold It'll, it'll amp up the excitement for when they can get to that job. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And so next, initially, we have Julia Blackwell and Tara Mullen from Jez, and they're going to go ahead and share some of the ways that they are working to be proactive during this time. Hi everyone, Tara Mullen uh, from Jeb's Hireability. I'm the executive director of Hireability.
My name is Julia Blackwell. I'm the Director of Business Development for Community Health and Disability Employment Programs for Jefferson Human Services and Jeff's Hireability in the Philadelphia region and Southern New Jersey. Some things we're doing to be proactive is this week, Tara and I have been working on developing some policy and some guidance for staff to directly support their participants in the field. When that happens, um, we develop some screening questions for our staff to ask the people that we serve before we are allowing our staff to come in direct contact with them in their work site. Um, questions like, do you have a cough from respiratory symptoms? Is anyone in your household sick? Do you need protective equipment? Do you understand how to wear the protective equipment? Things like that. And then guidance for our own staff once, once those questions are kind of hashed out. Guidance for what their procedures are as to what they're directed to do based on our guidance, um, Pennsylvania's guidance, New Jersey's guidance, and the federal government's guidance. So that's one thing we want to get out in writing to make sure that we have everyone understanding the process for re-entering the workforce and what that, what that looks like to do that safely. Um, other things that we're doing are, we are um, working to make sure that we are continuing to partner with our funders. So con conversations with R and ODP about things like funding transportation, funding um, equipment for people that are returning to work, particularly for people who, who need pr protective equipment and the employer can't provide it for some reasons. We actually had a case like that today. Um, so we, we've asked OBR to comment on their willingness to provide that um, through, through advocacy organizations. So those are a couple of things that we're doing, uh, making sure our staff are all on the same page and then continuing the conversations with our funders. Thank you, Tara and Julia. Um, for anyone who had just shared, or if someone else would like to share in the chat or raise their hand, are you all considering how that communication plan can take place? Because in employment services, you know, our pre-COVID days, it's very important to communicate in various ways because you're in the field, you're in the trenches, and so having that confidence and knowing that your team is behind you during these times now, do your teams have a plan to make sure that communication is still at the top or are you looking at maybe rearranging that communication plan? So this is um, Tara from Jeb's Hireability. Our, our communication structure that we've kind of put in place here, our um, executive leadership is meeting almost daily to continue to stay abreast of changes that are being issued and the guidance being issued from the um, state. In addition to that, our um, like mid-level managers meet on a weekly basis and then those managers are meeting with their line staff on a weekly basis as well. That's something that we've always been doing, but you know, most of our staff are out in the field. So we've been appreciative of this new Zoom era and seeing people's uh, faces and just maintaining that level of connection 
uh, has been important, but we, we're going to maintain this structure into the new normal, however long it takes us to get there and then you know, for the foreseeable future. Thank you for sharing that, Tara. This is Lisa from Mainstay. Um, I think in this new time that we have where we're doing the virtual, I believe our communication has been better than it was before. Um, just like others, our administrative team meets every single week and they have, I think it's up to about a 14 page plan now that we've all contributed to that changes with every event that changes. However, it has assigned roles and what happens in every situation possible. The nice thing is, and then we communicate that out through our Microsoft Teams to all those that are in the field. Um, I believe that the communication we have going now is better than it was before. Thank you, Lisa. And isn't that interesting how sometimes these times kind of enhance an area of our work when we didn't realize that it stresses. Uh, stretches us in ways that we didn't, you know, know that we could do before. Um, a question came in through chat, if there are providers on the call that work with students. Jebs um, does in New Jersey. We have uh, pre-employment transition services funded uh, through Division of Oak Rehab. And we have been delivering service, you know, pre-ed services um, to youth uh, remotely. It's, it's been a learning um, curve for sure. What we've actually been seeing is that because schools are not in um, session, kids have learned to adapt to Google Classroom and Zoom uh, because of their schooling. So them adding an additional hour uh, to, to either do a FaceTime or a Zoom, um, with, with us to, for us to deliver this content and for them to receive um, these pre-employment services has, has been uh, great. And we, we've seen more participation from our young people than we have seen um, in the past when we were actually in schools. That's really interesting. Are you finding, Tara, that the virtual connection in spurts might might be allowing the student to connect in a way that they maybe feel more comfortable with or so it's so it's it's still new teresa i don't want to make that assumption um yet i think that we're going to be in this you know for a little bit of time and i think taking note of the interaction that we've been having now to then compare it to july um, will be really helpful um, we've been delivering pre-employment transition services um, in, in New Jersey for close to two years now. So going back to when we were engaging with, um, when we were newer at it and engaging with kids um, in the classroom, um, you know, you'd have to deal with extracurriculars or a kid, you know, wanting to go to their lunch instead of, you know, coming to, to um, talk with us, which is totally understandable. Uh, now kids have, we're seeing kids have more flexibility um, in their schedules and are willing um, to have these really important, you know, conversations with us. Thank you so much, Tara. 
So for those who, who shared on the, on the presenter side, if there was one piece of advice you could share with people, what might it be during this time in being proactive in May? It's Lisa from Maine's Day. I believe strongly that people need contact right now. Even if you're not supporting them, I am making a point every week to just call in and check in. Not only is it more of a social call, but I'm also asking those simple questions like, have you been feeling okay? Just for their own safety and health too. But I think they need that connection to normalcy. Um, when I am on my, my employment club calls on Friday and I have 10 people on there, it's a group setting. And when they see each other on the Zoom call together, sometimes I don't need to say anything. They just kind of take it over and they, they need to know, you know, there is a sense of normal there in this new normal world that we're living in. So I think just communication, keep up that communication, let them know that you're still there and let them know that you still care. Great, Lisa, thank you. Are there others? This is Julia. The advice I would give would be um, putting the person first and to make sure that when you're in communication, make sure that you're talking to everyone on their support system, their, their family, their support coordinators, their OBR counselor, whomever it may be, their job coach, um, to make sure that you know, this is gonna be a new normal and work to you know, adapt their routines and teach safe practices and work to collaborate on how they're going to re-enter the workforce, whether that be in the same employment and figuring out how to do that in the job that they, they knew before and how it's changing moving forward, or whether that's entering a brand new workspace. Because um, I have a feeling, you know, we're gonna be under these guidelines, I don't know, probably till the end of the year at least. And really collaborating with everyone, having everybody at the table to make sure that we're all on the same page moving forward for the person that we support is going to be key. Thank you, Julia. Tara or Courtney Harless? Would you like to share anything on that before we open it up to the larger forum? This is Courtney Harless. Um, I know that there's, it's been a, a a very big struggle for the people that I support um, in regard to just the routine change. Um, so kind of embracing the change, trying to turn it into a positive, um, which is very hard to do at this time, you know, amongst the, the COVID-19 situation, but just trying to, um, you know, change the, the topic conversation, have them think of some positive things, um, kind of bring it down to person-centered um, supports. Um, and I agree with, with what was discussed earlier, you know, make that connection, make it a, a point to say on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, let's have a video chat and, and things of that nature. Um, I do know that the, 
one individual that is in my program, he does have one-on-one supports both on the job as well as in our day program um, and community settings. And he was really struggling with his schedule change and he was just mad at everyone, mad at everything. Um, He was hiding in his room and his support staff who I do supervise reached out to me and asked, if you know, maybe I can have a conversation with him. And that's what we did. We, We set up a time. We did a video chat so he could see me, I could see him, and we just talked about everything. And it's, you have the floor, let me talk to me, what do you want to talk about? Um, And and through those conversations, we kind of circled around back to employment and, you know, making, trying to have that understanding of it's not just you. There are are tons of people that are having these these changes in their routine, you know, and um, with me being actually partially furloughed starting this week, you know, I was able to connect with him on that level too, that it's happening to me too. My work schedule is changing. So just trying to be there and and have, you know, as much positive, um, you know, embrace, embracing the the situation as much as possible, um, you know, for them to have that better understanding of the situation and it's nothing that they did and, and, you know, work is waiting for them. They're, they're ready to come, you know, come back when this is all said and done and um, just trying to have that open communication um, through this whole thing. Courtney, that's great. Yes. You, you said a key phrase that has just stuck in my head of, you know, you're not alone. I think that's so important to remind people of during this time. This is, um, this is Tara from Jeb's. I think that, you know, to reiterate what, what um, Julia has said here too um, about increasing communication, um, making sure our staff and clients um, really are feeling connected um, and um, safe. But I'd also like to note that what we're doing here now can be continued into the future um, in the collaborations that we're having on new ways to support people. We'll be able to continue to deliver that, you know, and make it pra- like just best practice um, for us and use this new tool as another way to be able to continue the communication with not only the staff that we're supporting, but also with our clients. Thank you all so much for sharing that. And we did have a question come in. I think it might be directed to you for, um, Someone's asking, how do you handle your own anxiety? Practice it's, breathing methods, isn't that yeah. right, Lisa? <laughs> it's Lisa for Mainstay. So I will, I'll be very honest with you. My first week, I was in freak out mode. I didn't sleep. I, I probably ate more than I did all of last year That during that first week. After I kind of got my handle on things and I've taken the opportunity now that, you know, between 12 and 1230 every day, whether it's raining, well, I live in Pittsburgh, it rains every day. um, We go outside and I walk and then I'll come back in and finish my afternoon. And when I'm done with the day, I go back out and I walk. It's how I can decompress, but it, it took me a week to get there, but that's how I'm handling this anxiety that I am having over making sure that basically my staff is okay and my participants are okay and everything is going okay. Um, But that's what I'm doing. Lisa, I totally agree. Those walks are are great. And it's a a nice little micro break as well. So we have a hand raised. I believe it's Suzanne. 
Yep, that's me. Um, yeah, I think these are all really great suggestions. And um, I'd like to mention a group specifically, uh, well, it's not specifically for self-advocates because anybody can join, but it's called The Mighty. Uh, there's an app for it, and it's just a place where people can, um, like, get together and just sort of talk about concerns no matter what they are. People are doing all kinds of things, and I've told a lot of people about it, and a lot of people I know have um, gotten on board. And, you know, it's good to know that other people are going through some of the same things like, uh, oh, you know, I, I can't. It, it's really a pain because if I go out, I have to try to make sure that, that I'm six feet away. And it's really hard when you're using either a cane or a guide dog because it's just hard. And, you know, it's hard wearing gloves, you know, surgical gloves, because it's important to do it because we touch a lot of things. But, you know, there's so many things that it it's so nice to have places where people who have disabilities can talk together and not necessarily uh, share everything with, with staff or family members. Um, and it's not that you can't share things with family members and, and, and supporters and things, but sometimes people do want to have a, a safe place where they can say just about anything. And the mighty is a really good resource for that. I'm sorry, I don't have the direct URL, but maybe somebody can uh, can find it and put it up in the chat box for folks. Thank you, Suzanne. Yes, the app is called The Mighty, and the website is themighty.com, I believe. I know if you search The Mighty, it will pop up. They also do articles, and people can submit to be bloggers as well. Kim Emmett from CVS. Hi, everybody. Um, Teresa, thank you so much for inviting me to this. I really appreciate it. Um, so much good information going around. I'm all the way up in uh, Northeast PA in Wayne County, next to Pike County. We work with ODP and OVR. So on the ODP side, uh, about six weeks ago, we got releases sent out to the folks that we were working with to provide teleservices and covered any kind of platform that would be Skype or Zoom or Facebook. Um, so we're doing uh, things in groups with folks that typically would spend time together and, and now are able to in this virtual world. So three days a week, we do exercise for a half an hour on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We also have a relationships class that is conducted by one of our um, local resource agencies. And uh, we, we had that ongoing and she was able to continue that. And right after the exercise class, what we ask our, our folks to do is, is make their lunch at 1045 and then jump on for exercise class from 11 to 1130. And then they all sit and have lunch together from 1130 to 12. It's called lunch with friends. That's been super helpful. As far as OVR is concerned, we have started using um, a program called VocFit which I, I don't know if any of you are familiar with that, but those are for our students. Um, now that the teachers are home, I, I can't remember who said this, it might have been 
Tara, but it does seem to be like it's easier to get in contact with folks, uh, teachers, students, parents. Um, so we send this assessment out by email to everyone and the program VocFit that we use brings it back, analyzes it and puts it in some nice different formats, charts and graphs as far as strengths and weaknesses for students to prep them to get ready for when they're going to go back into the workforce or even into a community-based work assessment. So that's been a very useful tool for us. We've been able to bill for that time. OVR is permitting that. We are not um, obviously able to do virtual job shadows yet, but we are able to use that as an intake for the job shadow for the pre-employment transition services and the community-based work assessments. We are also very much promoting the uh, use of telehealth as far as anxiety is concerned. We have a lot of folks calling us just talking about their increased anxiety or depression. Um, there are a lot of different great things happening. Insurance, I know there are some insurance companies that are waiving co-pays for telehealth services through June 15th, and there seems to be a little bit more accessibility to that. So we're really promoting folks that are struggling um, things that are beyond our scope and our capabilities for them to reach out or we will help them reach out, talk to their insurance providers um, to see if people that are providing telehealth services are in network or out of network and what the copay is for that. But I, I just thank you for, for sharing all of the things that you've been doing during this time. I think we're going to start to prep to get very ready and uh, to, to put on a really good strong training for our staff and the folks that we work with when they are able to go back out into the community um, and train them repeatedly about uh, what they need to be doing to stay safe, wearing masks, wearing gloves, keeping things sanitized. That's something that we find is going to be very important. And then of course, implementing some of these new virtual meetings that have been time-saving, certainly saving us with, with gas and, and travel so we are seeing the benefits to that and we're going to continue to implement that as well thank you thank you kim and i don't know if there is a website but if possible if you can put in the chat kim that around vogue fit so we can make sure that we even see about adding it to the fill on the job website for people as a resource that is great and it's wonderful to know that ovr is allowing you to bill for that. So the OVR office, for those who may not be familiar with the state, the district office that Kim would be working with is the Wilkes-Barre office. So we all know the various aspects of OVR. So if you're unsure, definitely check with your district office to see the parameters and, and let them, you know, you, you can let them know if VocFit seems like something you want to pursue checking in with your district office and sharing that OVR Wilkes office is allowing and permitting that. Yes, I see Teresa Susan just posted that it, it is being used by Project Search and that's how we found out about it through our, our Project Search OVR rep. She shared it with us and um, we love it. It's a great way to keep our students engaged, but we've also found out it's a wonderful way to keep the transition coordinators, the parents, and the teachers engaged as well, which has always been hard. But for some reason right now, they're very willing to get that information back to us quickly, which we really appreciate. That's terrific, yes. And Susan, thank you for sharing that in the chat. Susan shared in the chat how it's utilized by Project Search, which is supported by OVR, 
They really like it. It is set up for students, but can really be used across ages. It generates great reports as well. So in this time where data is very helpful, um, that sounds like a really great process to gather that information. Does anyone else on the call have anything they'd like to share or comment on? Hello, everybody. I, I, thanks for all of you who, who have shared earlier. I'm about to um, send a, a resource. It's a community resource um, where pretty much you just, um, and I think this is be helpful for everyone who's on because we're from different areas of the state, but it allows you to type in your zip code and um, then it begins to list it'll have some tabs at the top of the web page where it lists the different uh, resources that you can tap into that may be um, helpful to for the, the folks that we serve well, actually I don't want to say maybe is definitely going to be helpful depending on what type of crisis they may find themselves in whether it's those who are struggling with anxiety or whether there's those who are struggling with utilities or employment. Okay, so in the chat, it says communityresourceconnects.org. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing that. Okay, are there other providers who would like to share? Uh, in, in addition to what I, I just shared, um, I'm going to be sending out an email. ODP is soliciting our assistance via a, a, a form that they would like us to complete. Pretty much just describing what you all have conveyed today, there are various um, innovative ways that you are still providing services and supports. And they kind of just want to get some feedback from people who are providing employment services, what are you doing in the midst of um, the pandemic and, 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 and virtual meetings that's somewhat creative and innovative and that you hadn't thought about using before, that, but it does seem to be effective now. ODP wants to hear your input on what's been successful for you. So they have a form that they're using to gather this information. I'll be sending it out to uh, the folks that I email that's a part of the employment form. And then I can only assume that uh, networks will send it out to those else, those other individuals in this in the state who are, are providing those services so that they can get the feedback from you as well. Thank you, Chris. I did just wanna take a moment to thank Allie from Kencrest again for beginning to organize a virtual reverse recruitment. If you are interested in learning more, please either notate in the chat your interest in participation or email talentphl at fillitonthejob.org, which again, that email can be accessed through the Fillet on the Job website as well. Thanks, Teresa, for the promo. Um, just wanted to say we are gonna have our first meeting tomorrow. So if anyone wants to get in on the ground floor of the planning, um, do let us know this afternoon and we'll be sure to send you the invite. I'm pulling up my calendar now. We were gonna meet tomorrow morning virtually at, hang on one second, at 
So uh, do let us know if you're interested in, in joining us. We have a, a collaborative team coming together with a, a number of different representatives from various organizations and um, providers and what have you. So join in. I, I'm really excited about the opportunity that this could provide right now for our consumers, but I also think that it would provide all of us with some really valuable learning on how to do these kinds of events uh, in the future that are perhaps a little bit more accessible for the individuals that we support. Thanks again for the promo, Teresa. Thank you, Allie. I also see this as a wonderful way to begin to support employers in understanding how accessibility looks different based on a person's needs and, and the variety of factors to, to meet accessibility, right? Because accessibility is different than accommodation. So I think it's a great way to, for employers to begin to have those discussions and engage and meet with people who maybe they wouldn't have thought of or been able to meet in person because of other barriers. So again, you can email talentphl at fillitonthejob.org. If you're interested, again, Ali said that we're having the initial planning meeting tomorrow at 1030 in the morning. If you have any questions on that, feel free to reach out to us. I am not seeing any other comments or questions right now. So thank you all for joining us today. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed or learn more about, please contact us. These forums we are hosting virtually and the topics tend to be applicable across the state. We look forward to having you join us next week at 3 p.m. on May 6th. Enjoy the rest of the week. Be safe. Stay well, everybody. Thank you for listening. We hope the information we provided was useful. If it was, please subscribe to our podcast channel. You can find all information about Networks for Training Development at our website, www.networksfortraining.org.